Hey, welcome home, everybody. Hello, Hope City. Hello, I, I, and some of you are like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I came to a church that says, Calvary Chapel, surprise, we're on top. What's going on? Uh, hello, my name is Joshua, and I'm one of the pastors here, and it's a delight to have you here in person or online, and uh, want to share the exciting news that we got to unveil last week, that uh, we have changed uh, the name of Calvary Chapel Surprise or Calvary Chapel Refuge Surprise. Two churches merged together back in 2020 in June and during the pandemic. And then we thought as we were praying and fasting together, it'd be so great to reveal the new name that God had laid before us. Um, and it is such an encouraging um, opportunity for all of us in the new year to start something fresh, different, and uh, to come alive and uh, to bring hope hope to a city, hope to people uh, that need it. And the hope that I'm speaking of is Jesus. Jesus is the hope. He is the meaning and, and, uh, for, for the city. Now, the city I'm referring to, believe it or not, it's not just the city of, of surprise or the city, maybe you're there in Avondale or Goodyear or Buckeye or uh, Peoria. No matter where we're at, actually the city, the city that we get to look forward to is the kingdom of God one day that we get to, to be. And, and the word hope, I, I, wanna, I wanna share something uh, of a personal encouragement to you. In, in the Hebrew, there was this, uh, there's two different words for the word hope. One is the hope of an, a, an idea. Um, but this, the second hope is, is really, uh, it's said kavah, and it's a word of expectation, not in something, but in someone. And everybody in the Old Testament looked for hope in, in, the, in the future to that someone, the, the coming king. And it's, it's that idea of you light a, um, a firework and it's about ready to explode on you. And, and you, you, you're just waiting for a great expectation for this explosion. You know it's coming. Jesus is, is, was the person they were hoping for. They had this kavah moment. Like I, I couldn't wait for, for this to happen. And, and in the New Testament, it's, it's a different word, but it, it means the same thing, ellipsis, and it, it really means the, uh, that as Peter would write, we have this living hope, a living hope in Jesus Christ, that, that our, our God is not dead, he is alive. What he did at the cross for us just didn't stay there. Three days after his death, he rose from the grave, and because Jesus Christ lives, he offers to us a living hope, a hope not here on this earth, but a hope for all of eternity that we can have. We have. It's not, it's not something that like, oh, I hope, like an idea. No, that my hope is alive. It is Jesus. He is Jesus. And it's a coming kingdom that I have a, a city destined for it, but this city needs hope. The cities in, in your neighborhoods need hope. And we as a church, our, our, our vision statement that God gave us is to renew the hope for our city through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're gonna do that making disciples who love Jesus, who love one another, and love, love the city that God's called us to. And that could be in any destination that we all have come from today or, or where we are at at this moment. But God has called us to do that. And we will do that spiritually, we will do that relationally, we, we will do that culturally within the city that God's called us to. And I cannot wait to see and unpack together with you as, as we get to uh, 
discover the wonder that there is hope for anyone, anyone, no matter where they're at, whatever they're dealing with, whatever uh, has gone on in this world, my goodness, everybody seems like, I feel like, praise God for those of you that are here, you are not sick today, that is amazing. Many, yeah, and because I know many of you at home today, you are, you are sick at home, and we are praying for you. We, in fact, we're just in just a minute. We're going to be praying for you, and um, thank you for taking that uh, step of, of love, of, of staying home today, and uh, doing that. But uh, also, I know everything that's gone on in, in our country, in our world, uh, and the main thing is that we need a hope. The hope that we look for is Jesus. It's not found in, in uh, we have to realize it's not found in the things of this world. It's found right here uh, in Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Father in heaven, we come before you and say thank you. Thank you first and foremost because you are a God that never fails. You are a God that lives on. It, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Every promise that you've given us to, it, to us in your word is true and we can hold on to that as our hope and our salvation. We can believe on you because God, you, you hold the whole world in your hands. And it's because of who you are, we come before you this morning and we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you are a king who is above all kings, who is a Lord over all the lords, and, and we can glorify your name above all names. Thank you, Jesus, for being our, our savior who listens and, and hears, but also intercedes uh, according to your will. And Lord, we ask for those in, in, in this country and around this world, Lord, to be healed, to turn to you, that everybody in this world would look to you for salvation, for hope. That those even who are at, at home and, and sick and hurting, Lord, that you would heal them. Lord, that you would uh, restore their bodies. Even those here that might just even feel up a little weak, Lord, we ask for strength for the weary. And Father, this morning, we, we pray that uh, you, as your word is declared and proclaimed, not just at this place, location, or there are so many great churches throughout this valley doing wonderful things, and people that are being encouraged through your word. Lord, would you bless each and every church. Lord, do a great and mighty work, Lord, within the churches of this valley. Bless Bethany Bible, bless uh, Living Streams, Bless uh, City View and, and other churches, Lord, that are doing dramatic and wonderful things through, through your, your kingdom, God. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen and amen. Hey, all right. Well, today we are in the book of Galatians, chapter, chapter five, chapter five. And uh, we, I'd love for you to turn there. Uh, this, is, this is a truly a, a big... Uh, I love I love this this book Galatians, um, and I'll share that with you in just a second. Why? But uh, just so you know, just so everybody as you as you're getting there your Bibles and you're getting there to that spot, as as a, as a church you're going to be seeing new things, new signs, new new uh, different um, things about about the church. So you're not confused. Uh, th they'll be coming. Uh, in fact, our, we'll, next week we'll be revealing our new URL name so that you can have that and uh, you stay connected and, and uh, everything will still revert to the old ways and uh, carry over. We're excited. This is an exciting time. 2021 is gonna be fun. 
You, everybody excited? You excited? If you're excited at home, why don't you give like a little emoji hands or something like that? I know they're, they're, they're like jumping up and down in here. You should see them like I do. Okay, I might be joshing you right now a little bit. <laughs> now they're really excited. It, it, you know, this is actually a, a fun, uh, exciting time, not just as a church, but as a people of God. Because God's coming back soon one day. He said in his word and the signs of the times that he said you just wait and see, you'll see it. And, and if, you're, if you're paying attention, the signs of the times are there. Jesus is coming back soon. And we gotta be on point, on mission for what he's about. Years ago, I was uh, newly married. Actually, before I got married, I, I worked at Costco. I was a Costco uh, marketing manager, and uh, the Avondale location was being built, and they offered somebody to leave uh, the Glendale warehouse, so I decided to go. One of the reasons is because I, was, I got my wife, a, a soon-to-be wife, a job at Costco, and we're working together, and I realized you, her and I could not work in the same department, let alone the building. Uh, so I was like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll go for the sanctity of our, our, my love, <laughs> for my love. But, and, and so I went, got to build the, all the racks in Avondale, put them all together. Unfortunately, they didn't give us uh, utensils, tools to build those racks. So I used my hands and, uh, you know, hammering up and down every single rack that you see in the Avondale warehouse. So if you go, you just look and say, I know that guy who put those in there. Because of that, I tore my tendons in my wrists and getting married, going on our honeymoon. And in Hawaii, I was like, man, my wrist really hurt. Uh, don't know why. Had, ended up having them checked and found out. So I get back and instantly, for six months, I found myself in a cast. Um, newly married, that's a brutal, brutal thing. Um, and uh, it wasn't fun. But then at work, they didn't want you standing at the door just in case you get um, man, you, you, you mess it up. You, you could trip and fall, and then there's another liability issue going on. So I sat for six months in, in a car outside doing security. Uh, one of the best jobs I ever had. <laughs> okay, <laughs> super cool. Uh, did, I got paid to do that. That was so cool. And then you get bored. You're like, you listen to the radio. You could, you could. And then I was like, well, I could, I could do it. I was always heard about and challenged. I could memorize scripture. So I thought, okay, well, I'll start somewhere. And I started in this book, Galatians. And I found myself six months in later, and every night I'd come home and I'd share like just a simple sn snippet of, of, of what I had memorized to my wife. And then by the, the sixth month, I had been able to memorize the entire book of Galatians. And uh, it was so fascinating. I, I, was, I, I was like, wow, this is Paul's treaty. Of, this is awesome. And my wife's like, please, please, don't have to do it every night. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, I want to. We're, we're married now. You got to hear this. It's on my heart. We're one. <laughs> uh, this is so good. And, and it, was a, it was such a joy. And today's message, I want you to know something. Today's message came out of something that God taught me years ago in a car, in a parking lot, in Avondale at Costco. So if it comes in bulk sizes, in a big way, I'm telling you, this is so good. Because this is the one truth, major truth, that is on Jesus' heart. It's on the heart of this whole equation when it comes to, when it comes to this, um, this letter that Paul wrote to a, a church 
Church like every church in every city. Church in Galatia at this time. And he says it right there in chapter, thir- chapter five, verse 13. Let's, let's look at it together. And he, and he says it this way. He says, you... Actually, when, when, when we say this word, you would, you, would you look at the person next to you for a minute? And if, and if you're at home, someone's in bed next to you, you know, roll, roll over, look at them, okay? And, uh, and you, you, you say you, all right? You, 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 you. Now, now you look at them again and you, you say this, I'm, you just repeat after me. You were called to freedom. You were called to freedom. You were called to freedom, brethren or spouse or, or, or a person I don't know next to me. Thank you for washing and smelling good, all right? You were called, sister, yeah, that's good. You were called a freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom, he says, into an opportunity for the flesh. Don't turn it into an opportunity to destroy somebody. Don't turn it into an opportunity for your, your selfish gain. Don't turn it into an opportunity for uh, foolish ambition, don't turn in your opportunity for, for the flesh. But he says, through love. Would you say that with me? Through what? Love. Serve one another. The gospel could be just summed up in one word, love. In fact, it is fulfilled, he says right there in verse 14, for the whole law is fulfilled in this one word, in this one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, he says, take care, take care that you are not consumed by one another. This is a, is a, is a unique opportunity for, for us as a church. As we begin Hope City, as we come together, it's a city walk. See, our attitude all throughout Scripture, as you read through the New Testament, in every single letter that Paul writes to every church, he, he dives into this mindset because he's following something that Jesus taught that we'll look at in a minute, but he, he wants us to have an attitude, tells it really hard and truthful to the Philippian church. Have an attitude to walk in. To the church of Ephesus, he would say, walk in this way this attitude. To every single letter, he's talking about one simple truth, and it's the word L-O-V-E, love. We have an opportunity to love. And now that opportunity, as you might remember last time, is the idea of a starting point. It's the place that you wanna, if you were a rocket ship, you need a launching pad to go off of. This is the thing that the church needs to be all about. Our attitude, our mindset, why? Because we have been loved. We have been accepted by Jesus Christ, God Almighty, as, as it, wow, we're foolish, we're, we're weird, we're, we, we make crazy decisions in life, and yet God looks at us and says, you're beautiful and wonderfully made, and I love you so much that I'm going to give my life for you, and I, I'm going to demonstrate that by coming to the form of mankind. I'm going to walk in your shoes. I'm going to experience what you're going through. I'm going to, I'm going to learn what it's all about. I, I know it, but I'm just going to do it for you. And I'm going to humble myself even lower than who you are. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to lay down my life for you. I'm going to demonstrate the type of love that I want you to give to one another. 
because I'm your king, I'm your God, and I will do it first. Every great parent knows this, so like they'll never tell their, their kid, hey, I want you to bench press 700 pounds right now. I know I'll never tell my kids that because I can't do that. But when I, as I'm bench pressing 600 pounds, I'm like, son, come on, you do that. No. Now, I never, you always let, you always do something first you let your, before your kids do something. And, 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 and you teach them how to get there. And Jesus is teaching us as his kids. He says, you've been called. You've been, you're free. You're free from the wages of sin and death. You're no longer a sinner in need of a savior. No, you are a saint. You are a child of mine. He's talking to Christians here. He's talking to followers of Jesus. And he's saying like, guys, you have been called to freedom. You don't need to pick up the old things anymore. You don't need to go there anymore. Don't do it. All you gotta do, all you gotta do is love. Now, love is a verb. I learned that years ago from a DC Talk Christian song. Uh, love is a verb, and a verb is an action word. It's an action word. That means we have to put actions behind. I can say I love you. Boy, I bet you many marriages that are represented here today or kids, or students that, that have moms and dads that say, my parents say they love each other, but I watch what they do. I see how they talk to one another all the time, and they don't really love each other. Because love is, is demonstrated. Love is lived out. If you love somebody, if you really love somebody, you will go the extra mile. You, you will serve. You, I, wonderful privilege this week on Thursday to marry, uh, do a COVID wedding. Super, super cool in a backyard with a neighbor and, and the couple and their kids. Super, phenomenal story. I can't wait to share with you one day about that. But we got to see and demonstrate love. Love is, is a picture of, of choosing to humble yourself. Men, men, and men in this room, men in this room, I, I, I can talk to you because I'm a man. At least it says so on my ID. And uh, in fact, my last name is Pearl, man. <laughs> so I've got, I'm like Superman, Batman, we're cousins. Spider-Man, Pearl man. No? All right, well, try to tell our kids that. All right, men. You, you and I have a call to do. If you are a husband in this room, I wanna challenge you, and this is part of our city walk. See, a walk, this is what the title of today's message is, a walk is an attitude. And a lot of us probably have in 2021, we need to have an attitude adjustment. It's how we walk and how we live. And we are called to this one thing, to love. We are called to humble ourselves the way Jesus Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. We are called, men, in this room, to man up and to live like Christ, to act like Christ. You are not on your high horse. You want your wife to follow you, to serve you, to, to cheer you on, to like say, you're the best. How come I don't come home and my wife's like, you're the best. How come I come home? She's like, dude, come on. You still smell that way? Dude, you, you came home late again? You, you, never, you never do what you're supposed to do? How about men? You put all that stuff aside, the baggage laid away, and you choose to build up, to serve up your spouse no matter what is said. Because I promise you, after a year of doing that, a year of encouraging and, and building and, and humbly serving your spouse every single day, your wife will go, wow, who did I marry? You, you are you are." Gorgeous, and you could smell all 
and look ugly, and, and yet she, all she's gonna see is, is the way that you served and loved. It's true, I, I've seen this at home. My wife, honey, I know you're at home right now. Um, it's true, you can tell people online all about how, how when I actually do the dishes and I, and I am serving, cleaning up the house all the time, I, I am hitting that love language and you're like, wow, my husband's awesome, right? Tell people, tell people. It's, it's true. It's not, it's not when I'm trying to make her love me by telling her to love me. It's by when I'm doing the actions and demonstrating it. How do you think Jesus Christ got his attention on, on his church? By actually physically getting dirty and doing the hard things, closing his mouth. He was doing what James, his, Jesus' half-brother would do. He was quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, because the anger of a righteous man does not achieve much. You wanna achieve something, men. We are called to love, and, I, and I'm calling you men out first because I want us to lead. I want, I want people to discover the hope that is found in Jesus, because when Jesus takes over your life, Imagine if people see love instead of, oh, look what he says there in verse 15. But if you bite and devour one another, ah, oh, take care because it's gonna, it's gonna do what? It's gonna consume you, it's gonna destroy, it's gonna annihilate. It's gonna, that, it's gonna, it's gonna take you out. That's no bueno, no good. No, no good at all. You wanna not love, demonstrate the love of God? God has forgiven us. He's forgiven us as, as his people. His church should be the, the first ones to welcome somebody brand new into a church. We should be open doors and, and not resisting anybody that comes in. We should be welcoming every type of, of person that comes in no matter what they look like, no matter what they act like, because the, the world needs to discover that there's hope for anyone, anyone to receive the goodness of Jesus Christ. Jesus welcomed all. God so loved the, the, the world that he gave his son, God the son, that whoever believes in him. He doesn't say, ah, the person who has to live righteously and do these things should have eternal. No, no, the person who believes on him, that's anyone. Anyone can come to the, to the goodness. And he's called us, this is what the church should be up. So don't, because once you start biting and devouring one another, you start missing the mark. You, you, start, you start doing what this, this body is not supposed to do anymore. But yet, I think we need to understand something as, as a Jesus follower right now, uh, what has happened to us in our life. We have been saved we have been saved from the penalty of sin. However, though, we live in this body. We're not in heaven yet. We don't have a perfect body yet. We, we don't. So we have uh, this struggle in this flesh that we, we live in. So we struggle from being saved from the, the power that sin still has on my life. One day, I'm gonna be saved from the presence of, of, of sin altogether. I think I have a slide for that so you guys can see that and break that down. So, so you can, there it is, Sa salvation. Oh, oh bummer. We'll, we'll try to fix that in, in a minute um, so you can see that better at home and, and then in person. But uh, you are saved from, from the penalty of sin. 
You're saved from the power of sin and you're saved from the presence of sin. One day, that's the future. That's a glorified state, presence of sin. We'll be in heaven one day. We'll, we'll, sin won't rule and reign over our bodies anymore. There is no more, no, no more of that stuff. Praise God. In Jesus Christ, I've been saved from the penalty of my sin. The wages of sin is death. But right now in the middle, if you could circle something, this is the sanctified lifestyle. We are, Jesus right now, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he's saving us from the, from the power of sin. Because you and I struggle. We like to bite and devour one another. He says, if you do that, man, it'll consume you, it'll destroy you. And I've met many Christians, many followers of Christ. I know many churches that stop growing because they're, they're choosing to bite and devour one another. This church will never bite and devour another church. We're gonna be praying for other churches. We're gonna be lifting up other churches. We believe that every follower of Jesus needs to be encouraged, to be built up, to grow in the knowledge and grace of Jesus Christ. And if we do that and we come alongside one another, if we have this attitude to love, well, look out, the world will be forever different and changed. And that's why Paul brings it up. He says this way, verse 16, look at verse 16 with me. But I say walk. Would you say that with me? But I say what? Walk, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that they may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. No, no, no. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes. You wanna see what your flesh is like? He's, he's just going through the list. Dissension, faction, that means division, envying, drunkenness, carousing, Things like these. He's like, I could go on and on, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You don't want to be practicing these things. There's no inheritance for you in the kingdom of God. This is not what you are called to do. Stop picking up the old habits. It's dead. Back in the day in the 90s, there was a TV show called uh, In Living Color, and they would, they would uh, punk Punk the, uh, there was a guy, like a punk guy. Anyway, anyway, we need to punk the flesh, so to speak. We, we need to just knock it and hit it down. It, it wants to crawl back up on you and, and take over you and consume you. And all it's gonna do is bite and devour you. It's gonna consume you. It's gonna annihilate your lifestyle, your walk, your habits. And these things that, you, that once was your story, that once was who you are, he says, stop it. Don't go back to it because it's gonna destroy you. In fact, all you gotta do is walk by the Spirit. But he lays out something for us. Um, um, Elder Mike, uh, Dr. Mike, uh, can you bring up something for me? And, and I had asked a few volunteers, can you guys come up for me for a minute uh, to come on up? Super. I, when, I, when I was in my car memorizing this, uh, this, this came, super cool, thank you, man. Th this came to mind. Yeah, come, come up on side, awesome. Very cool. Yeah, Kevin, come on this way. Here, we'll, we'll do this for a second. Actually, no, this will be like our middle, middle ground. All right, awesome. Hey, guys, welcome. Come on over here. I'm gonna give you this. All right, and, and uh, super, this is for you guys. 
All right, all right. Uh, so you might want to wrap that around your backside there, Kevin. Oh, we got Kevin on, Kevin. Hey, right on. All right. Now you got heels on. You want to do this in heels? Oh, 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 sweet. Oh, you're getting. Whoa, she's getting ready and aggressive. She's taking off her heels. Woo! I, I asked these guys to come up. In fact, would you come, come a little closer? Like, uh, you know, grab your hands right here. Grab, get, yeah, 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 a little, yeah, 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 yeah. There it is, there it is, there it is. All right, cool. I wanted you to see physically what Paul the Apostle was, was talking about spiritually. He says that your, your life, let's put it up on the screen for a minute. Let's uh, do, the, do the, uh, the verses for me. There it is. We got the flesh. Oh, where'd it go? Uh, there it is. Flesh versus the spirit, all right? Now, you guys are representing the flesh. Everybody out there likes the flesh, I guess, okay. These guys represent the spirit. Okay, just in case you didn't know, the spirit's on the good side. For just a minute. The flesh, flesh? A little better. They need their coffee or, okay, spirit. Yeah, flesh, yeah, spirit, flesh, spirit, yeah, all right, that's better, all right. Now, the flesh has got to look evil up here. There it is, there it is. All right, you ready? Now, now we're going to do a little tug-of-war battle, all right? We're going to tug-of-war battle this morning. Now, I, you, when I say go, I want you to, like, go, all right, all right, tug-of-war, because this is what, remember, look at verse 17. Look at verse 17 with me, all right? Let's do this together. It says, it says, for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition towards one another. Go, come on. They're in opposition. See, see look how the flesh just wants to tear you apart. But, but look what happens when the Lord comes into the play. <laughs> It's only, I'm using the Bible, it's not me. It's not me. It's not, the, not me. So, so look, look, now, 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 let's do that again, do it again. Do that again, ready? And, and go. All right, now see the opposition. Now, oh, see now it's easily to, to lose. It feels like you're gonna lose. Now I'm gonna teach you how to win. I'm gonna teach you how to win. All right, ready? Okay, wait, hold, hold on. Sorry for those of you at home. All right, ready, set, go. Oh, now do you see what they did? They dropped it. The picture would be they humbled themselves. They realized I need, I need help. How does, a, how does a follower of Jesus get help? By calling on the Lord. You can, you can wrestle all day long with your flesh not until you choose the right way to fight. And to walk with the right attitude, we have got to discover how to do that. All right, give it up for our people. So proud of you guys. Sorry for those of you at home that just got wrecked with that loud thing. So this is what I want us to do this morning. Let, let's, if you're taking notes, if you're writing something down, I want you to number one thing. You need to abide in Jesus Christ. Who are you holding on to? Who are you trusting in? You need to abide in Jesus Christ. Would you say that with me? 
abide in Jesus Christ. This is found, if you wanna turn your spot somewhere in the Bible, um, I want you to turn two spots and then, and then we'll, we'll close it. But uh, John chapter 15, to the left. John 15. I purposely did not put these verses up on the screen for you um, to, to read because I really wanted you to go there. Part of City Walk is you have to learn you, the, how to have the attitude to follow Jesus correctly. And I want you to use your fingers with your pages and your Bibles. I, I want you to literally take it on your phone and go to the right spot where you need to go. It is so important, and this is the first one you have to know. I need to abide in Jesus. Every letter Paul wrote in, he, he told the list of every single, every, it's like in every letter, he, he tells us all the, the sins that so easily pull us, pull us down. We all know what they are. I wanna teach us how, how to achieve, how to deal with the flesh and walk in the spirit. Jesus very simply says in verse four, he says, abide in me and I in you. Because the branch cannot bear fruit, which we're gonna see next week, of itself unless Unless you are the branches, okay? We are the branches. We can't abide fruit unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. Therefore, I am the vine, you are the branches, and he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Oh, here's the, out of the, the, the voice of Jesus. You can do diddly squat. You can do nothing. We have to abide in him, not in our own flesh, in our own ways. You, you wanna know the, the lifestyle of, of bitterness, of division, dividing, separating? No, he says, stop, stop the foolishness of the ways of the world. My ways are about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. My lifestyle is, is one that is, is so different than what you're probably used to. And that's why I want you to abide in me. He's saying, I want you to stay put. I just want you to just, just to rest and, and lean on me. Look at what he says there in verse uh, eight. He says, my father is glorified by this, that you would bear much fruit. And so prove, you prove to be my disciples. That means everybody else would know that you're a follower of me if you're abiding in me. And he says, just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. I, 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 this, this, this is so precious God desires personally to have his joy full in your life, to bubble over. And you might have the, the you might feel like I, my, my, everything in my marriage and my, my family is just, is, it's just not good. I have a hard time going to work. I, I am alone, I'm single now. I'm, I'm not where I was at before. If you just, just cling on to Jesus, hold on to Jesus, grab a hold of his word daily and, and just abide, stay, staying right in his promises, reading this time and time again, letting God speak into your heart, let him fill your heart. He will fill it with joy and gladness. He will give you the desires of your heart because you're a child of his. 
Your identity is in Christ. He just wants you to rest in him. And, and as you do, you'll start, to, you'll start to produce things out of that characteristic of who you are, your identity in Christ, and you're gonna be able to dispense and to share his love to one another. He'll unpack it even further, verses 12 through 17. We'll probably look at it again next week, but I, I want you to go to the right now to your Bibles, uh, to Colossians. It's after Acts, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and then you're gonna see this, this neat little letter called Colossians. It's on page 259 in my Bible. But it's chapter three of where I want you to be. We need to not just abide in Jesus, but we also need to focus, focus on the things of above. It's so easy to focus right now. Many, boy, many Christians um, leaning on whatever political party they were about either rejoiced or didn't rejoice after January 6th, even after the election in November. After all these different things that people are going on and you can focus so much on the things of this world and your, your life could go uh, to quote unquote hell in a handbasket, so to speak. Or, or you're like, Praise God, my king is on the throne. And he's allowed these things to take place no matter which way they go. And I'm, I'm excited because I get to be a part of the story, the journey, and the adventure that God has me on. And I get to share the message of hope because the hope is not found in this world. It's found somewhere else. And as Christians, have got to start to wake up and to realize this is not your home. Our home is in heaven this is literally a, a bad version of a Motel 6. And, and we are one day going to be in paradise where the presence of God is constantly, where there is no more darkness. It's just light. Imagine that. You go on forever and ever and your bodies are strong. People like me will have hair again. And, and people will rejoice and everybody will have like just... A, We'll be able to eat angel food cake and, and have a, a, a wonderful time. Just imagine, I mean, I know I'm, I'm joking, but tr truly there's streets of gold though. There, there, there's, it, but Jesus, Jesus is where, where it's at. And Paul, Paul tells us to the Colossians, he says it very simply this way. He says, therefore, verse one, look at chapter three, verse one. If you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things on earth. For you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ. L listen, the old life is gone. So what are we to do? Focus on the things above. L here, you read the line up there on the screen. What are we to do? Focus on the things above. This is what we're called to do right now. So when Christ, verse four, who is our life, is revealed, then you also be revealed with him in glory. Meaning we are to love like him, to, to act like him. Therefore, I love, I love this, this, this part. This is so good. He's actually picking up again what he said in Galatians. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, dead to impurity, dead to passion, to evil desire, and to greed, 
which amounts to idolatry. For it's because of these things, the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience, and in them you also once walked when you were living in them. But now, now you also put them all aside, put anger aside, put wrath aside, put malice aside, put slander and abusive speech from your mouth. Don't lie to one another, since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices, and you put on a new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free man, but Christ is in all. I, we, we, are, we are to put it all aside. He's like, it's dead. It's like, it's like a little kid who is potty training and he's got his diaper and he just did a poo. And as he's sitting there in, in that, that, that little kid early on, as he's learning, you, you know what he likes to do? He likes to sit in it for a while. One, it's warm. Two, he, he's, he's used to it. But as he starts to get older, he starts to realize something. I don't wanna carry this dead weight anymore. It's dead weight, it doesn't do anything for me. He says, you are now a child of God. You're growing up. You're, you're maturing in Christ. Stop sitting in your poo and, 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 and take it off. I never forget my, my kids, and I won't share which one, but they, they came to us, uh, waking us up at our old house and saying, hey, um, dad, dad, dad. And it was like really annoying because I was tired and I was sleeping and I really didn't want to wake up. It was like Saturday, finally get to sleep in. And, and no, dad, dad, like, okay, just wait, stop, dad. And then it stopped for a while. And then I realized, what was, the, what was that all about? And I realized, wait a minute, my, my kid's like, my kid's like two. What, what, I should have got up. I'm such a bad parent. And I, and I look up over to my side, and I, and I, I should have got up. <laughs> because my poor little son finally wanted to take that dirty diaper off. And he tried his best. And he took off, but it stayed connected to his foot the whole time. And it slid all the way down every, I can tell you, every party went in that house that, that morning. Oh, so disgusting. So glad we moved. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I realize how, how, how unique it is that we want to get out of that mess when we realize. Look at my son, he, he went to his father. Dad, I need help. We have a good father <laughs> who listens to us and he wants to help us unpack that and to drop it and to get rid of the waste. And we can come to him and he will always listen and help you because he knows who you are. He says, put on the new self. Be renewed in the strength of God. Don't carry around the waste anymore that you want to, why have a anger, wrath, malice, slander, abusive speech? Why go through these very lists because all it does is just bring the wrath on the sons of disobedience. Why, why do I want it? Why do I want to be a disobedient type of individual to the Lord when I have the opportunity to be the wonder and, and privilege to deliver the hope of the gospel, the Jesus Christ, to everyone that needs it? Because this world needs it. Thirdly, 
Thirdly, how to deal with the flesh and to walk in the spirit. Very, very simply, it, God's word richly dwell in your heart. Look, look what he says in there in Galatians, I mean, sorry, Colossians, right where you're at. Verse 12, he says, so as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion. Do so with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other whoever has complaint against anyone. Just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. By the way, beyond all these things, put on love, which is perfect bond of unity, and let the peace of Christ, let the Holy Spirit rule your hearts, to which indeed you are called in the body and be thankful. And here it is, verse 316. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. With all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to the God and Father. We, we, we are called to really abide right here in this word. Let it richly dwell within your heart. You know, for me, God had to get a hold of me after tearing several tendons in my wrist to sit in a car and to memorize scripture, to let it richly dwell within my heart. Sometimes it's, it's, it's just some of you drive many long distances to a place and you can listen to Christian music and let the words that are sung in a song, those are God's words, let it meditate in your heart. Let it richly dwell there. Sing the song and hymns, it's a joy. You know, it's such a joy to hear you sing hear you sing because it encourages one another. It is powerful when we let God's word take a hold of our lives. And it's when we do so, it lets us let Christ rule in our hearts. So it, it helps us bear with one another. It helps us to forgive one another. It helps us put on this heart of compassion. Why? Because God's word is there and it teaches us, it transforms us. His word is alive. It's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It can pierce between your bone right through the, it's marrow, it, it can get so in, inundated within you and it transforms you. I, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like his word. And, and this year, we cannot wait and delay and hit the pause button. Well, I'll wait till next time. Start every day. Challenge you every day because how to deal with the flesh because we're always gonna deal with this flesh, we're still struggling. Some of you might still struggle with an addiction. You might still struggle with anger and resentment. And you've been doing this tug of war battle all the time. You gotta let go and, and humble yourself and just like truly have that picture of humility and just, God, I need to be like you and I just need to come and just sit and rest at your feet and say, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sins. I've been wrong. I've been wrong so many times. And I just need to get right. Right with you right now. That's how we come to the Lord. We confess our sins to him. We come to a humble state. 
I'm on my knees right now because really this is the spiritual position of everyone's heart needs to be as we come before the Lord, as we start to renew the hope for our city through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it starts right here with you. It starts right with me. I'd like to ask you in this room right now with, let's dim the lights a little bit. And let's, let's just, would you bow your heads for a minute with me? Love to pray with you. Father, we bow our, our eyes, we bow our heads. And Lord, I pray right now, it, it is be by your spirit, you would bow our hearts before you. You've asked us to have an attitude, an attitude that uh, would humbly seek your way, that we would be a church that chooses to abide in you, Jesus. We would be a church that is, is going to cling to your truth, that we would not look on the things of this world, but we would look to the things above. We would remind ourselves where our destination lies, that we would choose to richly dwell within your word. And as it does, Lord, may it renew our minds, transform our hearts. Lord, would you create in us even right now a clean heart? And for those of us in this place, in this, in this room, right where you're at, maybe you at home, I'd just like to, you just to go before the Lord and just ask God. Ask God, would you cleanse me? Would you forgive me? Father, I'm calling on you to, to forgive me. I'm still stubborn. I'm hard-nosed. I ask that you would create in me, Lord, a, a desire to have an attitude that walks with you every day. I need to abide in you, Jesus, like never before, and I'd ask that you would help me teach me, teach me to walk the way you desire for me to walk. Thank you, Jesus, for being a father that I can come to and rest in. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.